Gentlemen, welcome to episode 36 of the Zus Show. I'm excited to be back, um, and I just want to say one thing first and foremost. Thank you guys for always supporting me since day one. And even if you haven't got, you know, hip word of mouth, even if it was episode 34, 35, you're listening now. Obviously, you like it. Obviously, you know, you you know, you subscribe to it. Um, so I just want to, you know, always take some time to, you know, uh, show my appreciation. Episode 35, just to recap you guys, my boy Javante came up here and we had some heated debates on the Lakers' state of mind, you know, who we thought our predictions would be for the West and the East. Uh, we talked a little bit about Melo, and uh, those are just a few things to name, you know. And uh, this week's going to be another great one, you know. There's been some more content that's been coming in in real time in the NBA, and I just want to, you know, showcase my opinion on there and my guest opinion. So without further ado, I got, you know, one of my other boys, Kevon. So ladies and gentlemen, make some noise. Boys for my boy Key Vaughn. How y'all doing, listeners of the Caesar Show? My name is Kevon Robinson. I am a sports editor at DMVSportsNetwork.com. Here to give a good take on these topics today. Just happy to be here. I'm happy. I'm happy you're here too, man. Um, you know, uh, I've been trying to get you on here for a while now, and you know. Trial and error, you know, it's been a couple of weeks, but we got you up here. It's just a convenient time because, you know, we both had a mutual friend who's going away to Atlanta and, uh, you know, that brought us together. So, you know, it's always good, you know, for you to stop by and show some love, man. So, uh, yeah, talk, talk to, you know, the subscribers a little bit about what you do, what you're doing right now. Oh, yeah. So right now I'm a, a video operator for the ESPN and Verizon, but I also do sports um, editing for the DMV Sports Network. I do a lot of Wizards stuff. I talk a lot of Wizards, pretty He's much. A Wizards <laughs> fan. Yeah, I love my bullets. I love my bullets. You know. Um, so yeah, diehard Bullets fan. You um, just check it out. Um, yeah, I pretty much just do that in my spare time. Just write on basketball. You know, mm. pretty much what we're doing right now. Yeah, pretty much what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. So you know, he's translating it from paper to his voice. So yeah. that's pretty good. And, and you know, we we've definitely had some heated debates, uh, <laughs> whether it be in a group message or personal text going off between the Wizards or Kawhi and whatnot. So it's pretty cool for you to be up here now. But without further ado, let's get into these week's hot topics. First thing I want to talk about is. Kevin Love, uh, for those of you guys who don't know, he signed a four-year, $120 million extension with the Cavaliers. Um, And I just want to say, you know, just to highlight his career stats, averaged 18 points, 11 um, rebounds, and shot 44% from the field. Um, And I would say without LeBron James, so... Before he joined the Cavs, his breakout year uh, was that 2013-2014 season, um, and he was on a bean. Homie averaged 26-13 and shot 46% from the field. Um, so a few things I want to ask you. Uh, what does this mean for the Cavs in the sense that with him staying there, do you think they're going to be a playoff team this upcoming season? And keep in mind, LeBron James is gone, so that, you know, that leaves some things open. Yeah, I mean, hey, there's definitely room for them. Um, definitely fighting for the the A spot, of course, in the <laughs> East. <laughs> you could definitely say that they're contenders, mm-hmm. somewhat. Um, Colin Sexton, he's a great guard. I mean, in the summer league, he really, really showing his worth. Yeah. Him and Kevin Love, I think that'll be a pretty good, pretty solid foundation. You know, not too bad of a blow up after LeBron James left. Mm-hmm. So it could be worse. You know, I'm, I'm very. Um, I would say I'm very excited for the Cavs. I would think. I think there's a lot worse situations I've seen around the league where the star has left and the team has been left off a lot worse than I think the Cavs are right now. I think it's pretty good. Sexton and in love, solid. That's a solid little foundation right there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really liking it. Yeah. So for me, um, I think it's good because 
Every time LeBron leaves, you know, it's it's facts that the team is basically a lottery team. And I think, you know, just keeping an all-star caliber play with Kevin Love, I think that's going to do some justice. Obviously, he's not a defensive threat. Um, but I think, you know, him being the guy now um, and knowing that and having that, um, you know, confidence, you know, from front office, I think he's going to go back to his old ways. Now, is he going to average 26? I don't think so. I think it's more realistic for him to make average like 20, 23 points a game. Um, he's definitely going to get a lot of touches. Um, and we're going to see how, how that's going. Um, playoff team, um, I'm not quite sure. You said they're fighting for eight. Um, and while you were just saying that, I thought of like who my top six would be, and I'm really not sure about that seven and eight. Um, my top six, Boston being one. Okay. Toronto, two, Philly, three, four, the Pacers, five, the Wizards, six, the Bucks, And then from there, I think I'm missing a team. Am I missing a team that didn't make that, that made the playoffs? Oh, Miami. I got Miami as number seven. And then eight, that's up for grabs. So I can see where you're coming from. Um, I just think that the, the fact that LeBron James left, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Like, you don't think so at all? If, if anything, they'll get close. But LeBron is just everything for that organization. Oh, yeah. He definitely is. Yeah. And I think Rodney Hood's still a free agent. Um, you don't really have that go-to player that can create it for us. So, I mean, are we are we, are we going to bank on yeah. Sexton? I'm, I'm actually looking at it now. Uh-huh. I don't think so. I think I might have to retract that. Because um, the Pistons, I have them doing a little bit better. Yeah. You know, Pistons. Pistons, they're, they're probably going to make it. And, they, yeah, they just got a new head coach, man. Yeah. And they actually have a full season with Blake Griffin and and Andre Drummond, so mm-hmm. that would help. Yeah. I, would, I would believe. Yeah, ah, uh, yeah, it'll be tough. It'll be tough for the Cavs. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, like another thing I was thinking about too. There's two things. Um. The first thing I want to do is, I know it. I know. I know. First thing I want to say is, I know it was, it was difficult. Um. You know, just being that number one option for so many years in Minnesota, and then having to you know be a third option. So. I was just thinking of Chris Bosh situation when he was in um, Toronto. He averaged, what, 21-22 a game. They went to the playoffs a couple times, although it didn't work out. He was the man. Um, then he left and went to Miami, played with Bosh. I mean, not played with Bosh, played with Wade and LeBron. Um, so I know it had to be very difficult adjusting, um, not really getting the ball on the block, um, having to set more screens, having to just essentially sit out there and wait for LeBron to, you know, let that paint collapse and, you know, kick it back out to you. So do you think we're going to see more of K-Love going back to post or like how how do you think that's going yeah, to Yeah, I think out? he got he about to get the ball in the post. Things going to look a little bit similar to how he was in the Timberwolves, you know, just getting the ball in the post, having to get a bucket. He going to have to do what he got to do. I mean, you're looking at the team, who else going to score besides Sexton? To be honest, <laughs> like, nah. who else going to score? I don't know. <laughs> JR can't create his own. They signed Channing Fry again. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, K-Love, we're going to need at least 20 from you every night. Yeah. I feel it, honestly. There's no excuse if you don't get a minimum of 20 again. Yeah, we gonna, yeah, Cavs going to need that. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, who do they still have? Like, do they still have Clarkson? And I think they still no, have Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Do you think Clarkson was nervous playing again with LeBron last year, or like the man was shook in the playoffs? Because that was the I mean, that was the worst performance <laughs> I've seen by him. I've never seen a dude airball that much in one game, man. Yeah, man was. I don't know. It might have been a little starstruck from playing with LeBron. Maybe yeah. it's just it's interesting that now he's on the Cavs and LeBron with the Lakers. Yeah, so it's like yeah, kind of weird. That is, but weird. still, it's just I don't know. I kind of expected better than him. Better from him. I'm sorry. Yeah. in the playoffs, I did. So, he's about to be 30, um, and by the time his contract's over, he's going to be 34 years old. Um, obviously, you know, around that time, he's going to, you know, reach the end of his prime, and he's already had a track record of, you know, these major injuries he's had, whether it be his knee or his back or his hand, um, even a few concussions. So The man broke his – I remember he broke his hand doing a push-up. He broke his hand doing a push-up? Yeah, he was – yeah, Kevin Love, I'm telling you, he broke his hand doing a push-up. Like he was doing push-ups on his fist. He's starting to become like <laughs> he's got, he's starting to be in that Blake Griffin category. It's like yeah. we know you're an all-star caliber player, but are you going to be there when we need you the most? Mm-hmm. Um, he's been pretty healthy, I would say, the last two playoff runs um, he had with LeBron. Um, but we're going to see, and it's crazy because the Cavs could just be wanting to use this as bait. 
in the sense that I remember when, you know, Chris Paul left and went to Houston, um, Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan were all still there, and Blake Griffin signed like a five-year, $130, $150 million contract. He was playing well. Uh, We saw it by the numbers, and then right around the trade deadline, or believe a little bit before that, he gets traded to Detroit. So do you think they're going to do something where, all right, if he's averaging like 25 and 12, you think they're going to trade him by all-star break? Possibly just because of the injury history and just the age as well, like you already said, um, you you might want to. It might be the smarter thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I can definitely see them signing this contract just uh, to pretty much help just probably sell that, sell <laughs> sell him, you know, yeah. for another team. What team do you think he'd fit with? Um, keep in mind, it's the modern day of the NBA. I mean, shooting is a necessity here, yeah. but he's, well, I mean, he's a, he's a good player to get. Um, not a one or two option, a number three option. He's definitely going to provide spacing, and he's definitely going to guarantee you to get you at least like 12 rebounds a game. But to be honest, I, I, like, I like him and Sexton, though. I think that's going to be a pretty solid... Pick and pop. You think you know? so? Yeah, Sexton, man. Have you seen him in the summer league? Yo? I mean, he's looking like a dog. The male's looking like oh, a dog. But yo. he's playing different talent of players. True. We're going to see. Um, I that, see the dog in him, though. I, I do see the I dog, see the in, dog him. in him. And I feel like he just has something to prove. And I think he. I think um, he viewed LeBron leaving and not playing with them as some, you know, that was kind of effed up. Yeah. And I think he's going to use that as motivation. So. We gonna see, man. What do you what do you think his stats gonna be looking like? Colin Sexton. Mm-hmm. Um, I say around uh, 16, 16? 16 and and seven. Oh wow! Yeah, sixteen and seven. Oh seven wow! We gonna see. <laughs> yeah. And then he's wearing Kyrie's number, so you know when they play Boston, <laughs> Kyrie hey. gonna cook him. <laughs> hey, we gonna see. Hey, Sexton got them clamps, yo. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna see, man. Um, so hopefully, you know they do get to the playoffs. Um, that would be great, and that would just you know even add to Kevin Love's legacy, especially when LeBron James has left. Obviously, you know before that he's never been to the playoffs. The fact you're in the East, and like we said, it is wide open. Um, it's gonna be real interesting, man. Oh yeah. So another thing I want to say is I think it was a good thing that the Cavs did sign him because I've been, you know, preaching this for the last couple episodes. Big markets are the only teams that are really meant to thrive. You know what I'm saying? You're looking at the Lakers. You're looking at Golden State. You're looking at Boston, Philly. Um, These are going to be the teams that always attract free agents. Um, And it's kind of hard to do that when you have, like, a team like a – uh, Indiana Pacers or Milwaukee Bucks or the Brooklyn Nets. No one really wants to go there. So I think the Cavs wanted to still have, you know, still be, still rebuild, but at the same time compete. Um, so I thought it was very wise of them to keep Kevin Love. So like I said, you really don't want to lose an all-star um, essentially for nothing because next year is going to be a free agent. So um, I think they went on the right path. And like I said, we're going to see what he's doing. Um, you know, if they're, if they're in playoff contention, and he's averaging 25 and 12 by all-star break. I keep him. But if he's still giving you those numbers and it's not translating to wins, you might want to trade him and just reboot. Yeah, that's another big thing. If it's not translating to wins, I think it might be time for the boot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But aside from that, uh, Hoodie Mello, um, I'm resurfacing that again because he officially did get bought out, right? Yes. Is that a thing now? Yeah. Um, so it's looking 100% sure, like, you know, 100% uh, in in the in the in the right way, uh, I think he's going to Houston. Um, I don't know if we're gonna get the hoodie though. Are we gonna get the hoodie version? I don't. I haven't seen that since last off season, right? I don't know, man. It's just it's just weird because I love Melo. You know, what I'm saying I'm from Maryland, moved to Virginia um, for the most of my childhood, but um, he's one of the reasons. Like he he was one of my favorite players growing up. Like besides T Mac and Kobe and whatnot. Like I had his shoes and all that. So I've always rolled for Melo. And if anyone knows me, you know, what I'm saying like well, even when he was getting slighted from the Knicks, I was like, dude, like he's just in a bad system. Um, and you know, Phil Jackson has basically set him up for for failure. And I try to give him that second, um, you know, second chance in OKC. But I just feel like, you know, being in Coach Donovan's system and, like I said before, even with Kevin Love, always being the number one option to essentially being a spot-up shooter had to be difficult for him. And he is getting older, uh, so he is pretty limited on the defensive end. Um, And he's still been a little bit selfish. So I'm just trying to wonder 
how is he going to adjust in Houston? Do you think Houston already had that talk with him? When I say that, Chris Paul, maybe Coach D'Antoni, who he didn't have a good relationship with. He basically got him out of there. Um, and James Harden, do you think they all sat down and talked with him and be like, yo, this is what you're going to do. A, you can't be a starter for us. You know, you definitely add shooting for us, but you're going to be a spot up. You and you're going to You think they would tell him that? Maybe, and you're going to get reduced minutes. Or B, dude, like, just come off the bench, you know. Obviously, you did not like playing the four in OKC, but I feel like he has to play the four now because he's not athletic as he used to be. So he can't. He can't be guarding these dudes like a Kawhi, DeMar DeRozan, and all that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you already got a dude named James Harden who's <laughs> not as good of a not as good of a defender, and you lost Ariza, and you lost um, what's the name, Bamute? Yeah, Bamute too. So it's like, dude, how? I don't. I, I just don't see. I don't think he would work well starting, but he definitely would provide them with the boost on offense. Um, but do you think he should come off the bench or like what do you think? Man, that's a tough one. Um, you have to you have to get him off the bench. Honestly, I feel like just because he's such a defensive liability, and I think that that takes a toll on the team. It's gonna hurt. I really think that this move might hurt the Rockets more mm-hmm. than help. Yeah, if you know what I mean. And the, but the other things of them losing Ariza and a, a Bob Muti, like you just said, like the only defender that they really have right now that's really an anchor is Capella and, and CP. CP, I guess. Yeah. PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker is good too. I forgot yeah, about him too. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so they still got some, but I still think that it's kind of hurt. This off season kind of hurt them a little oh, more. Especially than Ariza. Yeah, bro. I think this this off season kind of hurt them. And I hate it because they honestly had it last year against the Warriors. Man, if Chris Paul did not get hurt, it would be a different story. I think it really would because they were really playing great against them. It's just I don't know. Hindsight, looking at it, I don't know, man. This mellow move, I love mellow too, but man, is he gonna help the team reach more wins? You know, I don't know. I don't think. <laughs> I think they take a slight dip back. Um, I still think they they don't get the number one seed, but I think they get the two seed. But I just want to see is Mello willing to sacrifice? If he's willing to sacrifice, because um, picture it this way: Do you would you rather just be a spot up shooter starting? how your role was in OKC, or would you rather come off the bench while Chris Paul and while James Harden are resting, you can work that second unit and expose the other second unit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get all your touches. You're going to be on the block and do whatever you want to do. I think that would serve him well. So it's all on him, you know. It really is. I I, I just don't see him wanting to do that, especially like with his closing remarks when OKC uh, had when they got um, you know eliminated with from Utah, mm-hmm. um, they're like, "Yo, would you come off the bench?" And he basically was like, "Hell no, I ain't coming off the bench." <laughs> so it would be kind of weird to see him, you know, change his mind in these you know X amount of months post playoffs. So uh, we'll definitely see with that. You know, if I see him come off the bench the first game, then Houston, we may not have a problem, <laughs> <laughs> right? But it's crazy because. Uh, Paul George opened up, I think, at his uh, at the Las Vegas um, training camp for uh, Team USA. A reporter asked him about Melo's situation, and he said, as much as I love playing with Melo and having Melo alongside us, I understand the decision of both sides. It just didn't work. It didn't work. Um, Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah. I so, mean, two out of the three is still there, so yeah. he's obviously the odd man out. It yeah. kind of hurts. I mean, that's kind of a, a stinging um Quote there, honestly. Yeah, dude, just watching, because I watched OKC a lot this year. I was just so uh-huh. excited um, seeing their new big three and seeing if Melo would become Hoodie Melo. Um, obviously, that didn't really work out, but uh, he did look pretty bad on the defensive end. And it was kind of sick seeing him on the bench and having so much love for him, but knowing they're playing better without him. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, think about a joint. Like, he's probably giving up what? 10 to 15, maybe 20 points a game. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and it's like that really doesn't compensate with you only scoring 16. So numbers don't lie, man. Um, I really thought he was going to stay at OKC, though, because they played – I mean, they lost Andre Roberson. Yeah. And he was a huge, huge piece to their defense. And I think when Andre Roberson was up there, I think they were, like, top five in, um, in wins with um, their defensive uh, efficiency. So I thought he was going to stay there and, you know – Stay at the four and Robeson come back, but 
like I said, it's, that really doesn't. Yeah, I thought so too. Honestly, I forgot about the Robertson injury. Yeah. That was a huge thing because their defensive like stance. Him and um, George, Paul George, that was a great little shutdown group right there. Yeah. It's a great little perimeter defenders. But yeah, man, with without Melo, I think they'll be fine. I think OKC might even be good. Honestly, I, I was saying that too. <laughs> <laughs> OKC is going to definitely have more wins than last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's not that much to say to it. Yeah. Um, another thing I want to talk about is, you know, I am a diehard Spurs fan. And, you know, Danny Green, you know, played about six, seven years on San Antonio. And what's cool about Danny Green is he has a new podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, you know, if you love this show, you're definitely going to love his podcast. It's called Inside the Green Room. Um, so it's, you know, host is co-hosted. So it's with Danny Green and Harrison, um, I think Stanford or Stanford. I'm not really sure, but first episode just released last week and it just basically talks about life on and off the court. Um, and I didn't even know, you know, Danny Green was from New York. I thought he was from North Carolina the whole time. Um, uh, but he's very funny, very intelligent, um, well-rounded person. So, uh, the podcast geeked a lot. Uh, he told a joke about how after, um, they lost in the finals, um, against Miami, he, him and his boys, him and his boys are just like walking around going from, um, whatchamacallit, like club to club. And, that was the same night Miami was celebrating. So he was saying how, like, they went to Club Live, they went to this and this and that. So they went to one club, and coincidentally, LeBron and D-Wade and Chris Bosh and Drake were all there. So basically a couple of years back, there's a picture of him and Bron near each other with Drake all, like, cheesing. So his boys are just making joke over him, and the Spurs are making joke on him. He's just saying, like, yo, like, what are you doing over there and whatnot? But he's like, dude, I was just with my boys, and I just randomly happened to stumble there, and they happened to be there because he thought they were going to be at Club Lip. Mm-hmm. Um, but that joint geeked. <laughs> That's definitely not a good look, though, I think. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> not at all, man. <laughs> right? Like, I know y'all have Cleveland ties, but come on, man. Yeah. Um, but the main thing I want to point out about that podcast was uh, a huge topic of discussion. Um, and essentially, you know, midway through his podcast, he just talks with his co-host saying how he played through a groin injury um, that turned out to be torn. And essentially, the Spurs medical staff didn't detect that. Um, and right now, he's still trying to rehab and nurse it, and hopefully he can be back to 100% by training camp. That's crazy. Uh, and I remember in the podcast, he was saying he didn't even go to get a second opinion. And then another thing he was saying that, um, he thought it was good because given the Spurs track record, they they've you know they're known to rest players, they're known to give players enough time to get back into form. Mm-hmm. Um, so he thought he could you know trust them to the max, but obviously it didn't work. And he was you know going on to say how they're kind of like well rounded you know medical staff they don't really specialize in anything in particular so he said looking back on it it would have made sense to go to like a philadelphia go to new york mm-hmm. basically like with Kawhi and get a second opinion and i think second opinions should be you know happening all the time oh, yeah. um, but it just makes you think like it just justifies Kawhi staying out <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. i'm sure there was times he could come back but if the spurs can't detect something in danny green and he had a groin injury I'm with Kawhi. Like, maybe his quad was really actually hurting him. Maybe there was something that they just couldn't figure out. And I'm not even mad that he sat out. I mean, it sucked as a Spurs fan because we didn't get to see our potential, even though we came off of Western Conference Finals the year before. Um, But it just makes you think players should definitely get second opinions. Like, like, what are your whole thoughts on this? Yeah, yeah. I think this is actually becoming more of a newer thing now. Um, I remember Kyrie Irving, I think he got a second opinion, actually, with the Celtics. I remember he actually ended up getting a second opinion, and that's when he ended up sitting the whole, the rest of the season. So, obviously, we have these team doctors who are, obviously, they're kind of in a tough spot where, of course, they're, they're looking out for the team and the players, but I feel like they just want that player to be out there sometimes. And it's like, there's a difference between, like, I think Chris Broussard, I heard him say there's a difference between should be able to play and could be able to play. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times um, they get stuck in between those that thin line. And I don't know. I think second opinions definitely are – they need to be regulated. Like, get a second opinion all the time. Why not? I mean, if you're an NBA player making millions of dollars, I mean, you got to make sure your body's right. 
um, you know that the team, there's corruption, you know. <laughs> and so I'll be on the lookout for that, to be honest. Um, the Some doctors, I know they're not in the players' best interest. They might be, you know, just trying to get them out there to, of course, see them play, you know, if anything, for the team. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, yeah, you should definitely get a second opinion. I am not trying to be like Isaiah Thomas, man. I talked about this last week. Yeah, him like, too, Isaiah Thomas. Should have got a second opinion. Only listened to the Boston medical staff. I heard the Boston medical staff, they got fired. And they got, like, a new people when Kyrie came. Mm-hmm. But it's like, dude, you got to take it upon yourself, honestly. It's on yeah. you. Like, they can tell you as much. But if you're not feeling, like, if you don't feel right, go get that second opinion, man. Because at the end of the day, it's going to mess up your money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh I can be a player. I can love the game, but if I'm not getting that check, then like, what am I doing? You go yeah. from wanting to you you go from being worth a hundred, supposed to get a hundred million dollar plus um, check. Now he's only worth two million. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sucks. So get a second opinion. More story. Get a second opinion. Yes, and we do definitely look at Kawhi's situation a little bit differently now. You know, I don't think that he's like the biggest jerk in the world because I think. Um, People were kind of bashing him for going to go get a second opinion, thinking that he was trying to hold off, you know. But obviously there are some questions, you know, in all organizations, not just the Spurs, obviously. Mm-hmm. Spurs are actually one of the best ones, you know, you would think. Because um, like you said, they're known for letting players rest, mm-hmm. you know, letting players, you know, basically take some time, you know, to take care of their bodies. But, I mean, hey, it's, it's just the, the name of the game, you know. There's just certain team doctors out there that just don't know everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just what it is. Shit, put me in the hiring, you know, booth. I got you. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but, you know, this past couple of days, uh, Team USA had their mini camp. I think it was in Las Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so top-tier players, you know, just came out. Um, and, you know, Coach Pop was there just, you know, he's the new you know, coach for Team USA. So he just basically, like – instill what he wants out of players and letting them know that, you know, it's a bigger picture playing for, um, you know, United States and it's going to be sacrifices, yada, yada, yada. Um, there's been some videos that surface where, you know, KD and other players are going one-on-one. So it was pretty cool. Um, it was crazy because Kawhi didn't show up. <laughs> yeah. And it was crazy because the week before they were saying, like, all right, just to test out, you know, just just to put – just to let people know that he's still good to go – his plan was to come to Team USA and, like, work out. But the more I thought about it is that was just not going to be a good look. Um, you have a dude that doesn't even like to talk anyways. Going to have reporters all on his face. Coach Pop is there. He just traded him away. Um, DeMar DeRozan is feeling some type of way because he just got traded. So I think it was going to just be overblown. Um, and, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, he doesn't have to show up there. You know, it's – the offseason he's not obligated so you know if he wants to rest and you know keep working on his game then that's completely fine mm-hmm. um do you think he should have came to you know the mini camp no 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 just um at first obviously I was thinking to myself like why would he not but <laughs> yeah the whole situation would just be awkward just DeMar DeRozan there pop there the reporters especially the dude doesn't even like to talk to reporters so I mean this would just be like the first time even really hearing from the guy all summer so I doubt that he would want to do that, but it'll be interesting to see come training camp time when the season's about to start back up, see what he's doing with the Raptors, because the, the questions are going to happen. The questions are going to happen. I just want to see how he reacts to it and stuff like that. It's going to be very interesting. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. What was cool is I forgot the other day, um, and I'll just read some of the quote a little bit, but... The Raptors' new coach, uh, Nick Nurse, apparently he met with Kawhi this past weekend, and he's, he came in having expectations. Kawhi's going to give him one word and stuff, but I'm going to just read it. I sat down and said, do you have any questions? And he started firing them, Nurse said. And it just led, to, it, it just led us to really easygoing conversation, not what I was expecting. He's very smart, very intelligent, very engaging, really enjoyed it. Um, management had to drag us out of there in the end because they had to go do something else, but it was great. We could have gone forever. Um, Raptors management kept knocking on the door, and I was like, a couple more minutes because we were really into it, Nurse said. It was fun to listen to his take. He asked me, how are you going to use me? Where are you going to get me the ball? 
what do you see? And I told him, listen to me, you can do pretty much everything. You can post, you can drive, you can handle it up the floor, you can play screen and roll, you can come off pin downs. I said, did I miss anything? He's like, no, that's about it. I said, you'll probably be doing all that stuff. Um, so hmm. it's pretty good. Um, yeah. Maybe Kawhi be playing this. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it sounds like it's, it's good to, to hear that, though, you yeah. know, because I was getting a little. I like Kawhi Leonard, you know, mm-hmm. but this whole situation, man, it was just like, because even when he got traded, I remember there was rumors talk about he might sit out. And that, that almost made me a little angry. And I was yeah. like, okay, I'm glad to see that he's coming to terms and trying to work with the team because he is a great player. He's mm-hmm. an amazing player. Mm-hmm. Top five, easily. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I hope that he just proves that again this year. He needs to. Yeah. He has it in him. He better not sit up because if he wants to go to L.A. and he wants to get that check, if he don't play, yeah. Magic ain't going to throw him no bread. No way. I don't even care. Like, you got to play. You're in the East. LeBron's not there. Everyone calls you top three, top five player. So go out there and go put that work in. Toronto just came off the second overall best record in the NBA, number one seed in the East, winning 59 games. You replaced DeMar DeRozan for you. Yeah. Only thing I'm sad about is Dwayne Casey's gone. Yeah, that was a bad So firing. they should have just waited with that at least. But we'll see what this coach is talking about. Um, apparently he's an up-and-coming coach and he's solid, so we're definitely going to see. Um, but it just – I'm happy about it because it debunks a few things. Just how a lot of people said, oh, LeBron's in the East. He's never going to come out West because he's scared of competition. LeBron's one of the best players, so he's going to debunk that. And the biggest knock on Kawhi was he was a system player. Um, So I think when he goes to the East, he's going to really debunk all that. Um, One thing I think that's been missing from his game is probably playmaking. So um, I look for him to be more of a point forward this year, and um, I think he's going to get buckets. Uh, what seed do you think they're going to be in in the East? Um, honestly, they might go ahead and take number one. <laughs> if if Kawhi is healthy, I'm thinking because they're a deep squad. The Raptors are, are really deep. deep. They are. Deep. I mean, even with, I remember OG and they got. I think Ibaka's come off the bench now. Like they, they're nice. Um, Siakam, I think they still have. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some solid players. I remember they're giving us a hard time. The Wizards, mm-hmm. they're they're pretty they're pretty deep. Not gonna lie. I mean, but that's <laughs> different. John Wall missed like half of the season. Um, Gortat's gotten older. Yeah. Uh, John Wall actually played great in the playoffs. He played actually amazing. Yeah, he did, man. It's <laughs> um, it's not him, man. It's a team, man. It's the team. Uh, yeah. We'll get into it. We'll talk about that a little later, possibly. But uh, you really think they're going to get the number one seed? Yeah. Over I, Boston? Yeah, I think so. I think that, honestly, I don't know, man. I'm just, I don't believe, I think Boston might be a little overkill. As far, I know it sounds crazy. I think it might be a little overkill. <laughs> okay. I do. So I'm thinking Kyrie. Oh, okay. I'm thinking Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward. Jalen Brown, Taylor Brown, Al Horford, Mark. There's Morris. only one basketball, right? So to, who's so who's numbers going down? Go to state. Go. They're not going to state. They're not. They don't no, got I'm a saying. KD. They don't got a, a Steph. They don't have. But they got bona fide all stars and emerging stars. I don't know. They. I mean, they do have bona fide star. That is out of question. And they are definitely going to be in contention for the number one seed. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just feel like Toronto, man. They. They got that defense. They got. They are going to be good defensively, especially since they added Danny Green, too. Yeah, they're tough. Um, New environment with Danny Green, that's going to motivate him. Kawhi wants to prove everybody wrong. That's going to motivate him. Kyle Lowry, what are we going to see with Kyle Lowry in the playoffs? Oh, yeah, I don't know. He might go sleep. He might, man. He might go night-night. That's usually his time where he (laughs) likes to go (laughs) night-night. But maybe having LeBron James – because I feel like – Yeah, LeBron James is a big thing. LeBron. Yeah. I I think the biggest thing was just LeBron (laughs) because I feel like last year – I feel like last year they definitely would have probably went to the finals. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think they would have beat Boston too last year. It's just the LeBron James effect killed them a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, So we're going to see. Um, and I think, look, I, more and more I think about it, obviously the injury, you know, was a significant thing, you know, getting mis, mis, misdiagnosed by the Spurs. But I think Kawhi was just not really messing with the Spurs market because the Spurs is more so all about that team um, unity and whatnot. I think he really just wanted to be the man. I mean, he technically was the man there mm-hmm. too, but I think he just wanted a change of, change of scenery, um, you know, wants a new shoe deal. I think it's Jordan uh, shoe deals expiring this year. Um, so 
we're going to see, man. Um, like I say, you in the East now, you're going to – people going to be on you this mm-hmm. year. Like, you thought KD had some shit? Mm-hmm. People going to be on you, Kawhi. So, uh, we definitely going to see what is good with that. Yeah. I think he's going to like it, though. I mean, the East, it's, gonna, it's an easier path to the finals. Yeah. Hey. What I about mean, Philly, man? Man, I'm not a believer in Philly, yo. Uh, that just sounds like hate right there. Nah, man. Ben Simmons, he has to get a jump shot first. That's my big thing. Mm-hmm. He has to get a jump shot. He had one point in a playoff game. That was bothering. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that game really changed me. Mm-hmm. It changed my perspective. I know he, he's a great player, too. I, I love Embiid, too. Embiid is amazing. But mm-hmm. I just feel they lost Bellinelli. And Ilyasova. And Ilyasova. Those were some pretty good pieces to pop out to, you know, give it out to the perimeter and stuff. They were pretty. They lost some perimeter shooting. But who did they get, like, Mascala and somebody? They got Mascala and, dang, I forgot. I can't even remember right now, honestly. <laughs> but, yeah, they, they lost some perimeter shooting. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they're coming out of the East, honestly. I don't think they got it. They need, a, they need another piece. They do. Markel Fultz. He really, he really just got thrown in the last half of the season, uh-huh. and he had glimpses of him looking real nice. And apparently, his jump shots looking solid. Now. But McConnell was playing more than him. That's true. Like it was, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand what's going on with him. Honestly, I think he should have played in the playoffs. But I don't know how someone loses their jump shot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> their free throw. I don't know. That that was that was like concerning. I don't yeah. know. I mean, we're gonna see. So. Damn, if we might have to bet on that. Might have to. Toronto getting the number one seed over Boston. Let's bet on that right now. Toronto over Boston. Yeah. You have Toronto getting number one seed. I got Boston getting number one seed. Okay. Just throw That's a bet. Just a slight bet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, we still got to get our bread up. $20. <laughs> $20. We shaking on it? Yeah, we shaking on it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's I'm recording now. We got to <laughs> <laughs> That geeks. Um, two more topics, then, you know, we can wrap some things up. Uh, LeBron just released, um, I think, a show from the Uninterrupted he owns. Uh, I think it's called The Shop. Basically, it's like, um, you know, every time, you know, you're a kid going, or even now, going into the barbershop, you always have those people that try to argue basketball. Some people know what they're talking about. Some people don't know what they're talking about. But with this one, I think it just brings in um, well-known people, um, even, you know, off the court um, and people on the court. And they're just basically talking about, you know, Life outside basketball as well, too. Um, and one thing that was highlighted was LeBron saying that he regrets, um, you know, calling or naming his son after him. Um, how do you feel about that whole comment? Um, I feel like LeBron was a little hard on himself, honestly. Because um, I think having a junior, I, I don't think that his son minds, honestly. I mean, it's just a, a sense of pride, I, I would think, you know. And I've, I've, I know some people who are juniors and thirds and stuff like that, and they don't seem to have a problem with it. But I can understand what he's saying about the pressure and stuff, but that was going to happen regardless. Like, the pressure's going to happen regardless of what he names his kid. Yeah, I mean, I like, feel like it's a, it's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because your dad is the greatest player. Um, best can, regardless. Yeah, <laughs> best regard, one of the best players of all time. Um, it's good because he has the opportunity to do things that his dad couldn't do, so he's well, you know, coddled by his family, um, and he has an opportunity to, you know, play in the NBA. It's a curse because he's going to have a target on him every single day, and he's going to have to try to fill his dad's shoes. Um, so that's always going to be that comparison. Um, he's going to be under a lot of pressure, but uh, I think he's going to I think he's in a good environment to, you know, exceed expectations. I don't really expect that much from him, honestly. I know he's going to be a solid NBA player. Um, oh, NBA hope, player? Yeah, he's going to go to the NBA, I think. Okay. And, and <laughs> it was, what's D-Way's son name? Um, Zaire, right? Yeah, he, he's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. slight, he nice. too. He nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, LeBron's son going to be all right, man. I, I just, I, how old is he? Is he 13? Yeah, I believe he's 13, yeah. I mean, he's still got, like, seven years to grow, but it seems like he's not going to be as tall as his dad. Yeah, it doesn't, because I think LeBron, he hit that spurt quick, I think. Yeah. I remember looking at his um that movie, More Than a Game or something, when yeah. he was, like, they had clips of him as a little kid. Yeah. He was, like, dunking at 13, like, yeah. cognitive back and everything. It was... LeBron is another animal, man. <laughs> I just don't think we're going to see that ever again Yeah, in the lifetime, really. <laughs> Maybe Ben Simmons if he gets a jump shot. Yeah, if he gets a jump <laughs> shot, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, but I hope he, I hope his son hits a growth spurt. If he, for real, for real, I think he's going to be 
Mm-hmm. If he can get six, seven, six, eight, um, he's already, like I said, got his mom and dad's DNA, so he's gonna grow into his, you know, frame physically, his build. Um, and I think he's gonna be a better shooter than his dad. He, he got a clip. Be. He low key got a clip. He might be. He low key got a clip. He's already got the same, probably got the same IQ. Um, and his playmaking is going to be great. So, I mean, we're going to see. Uh, but that's a couple years from now. And I think LeBron said he wants to be in the point where he's, like, on his final season and he gets to play with or against his son. That would be some goat shit. But now, isn't that him putting pressure on his son already by saying that? Like, okay, I want to play with my son in the NBA. So you're basically saying your son's going to the NBA. Oh. That's yeah. a lot of pressure right there. Yeah. <laughs> like that, I feel like he's putting the pressure on it himself. Mm-hmm. If anything, and like I said, I don't even think like the name even made that big of a deal because if you would have named his kid John, mm-hmm. John would have been the highly touted just because he's LeBron James' son, you know. Yeah. Like I just think he's being a little bit hard on himself mm-hmm. when he's saying that he regrets, you know, giving him the name. I just think he's being a little hard on himself mm-hmm. at the moment. But yeah, like you said before, maybe his son don't even care about that. Like it's normal yeah. to him. So we're gonna see. Um, a couple years from now, I hope. You make it to the NBA. Hopefully, you play your dad and dunk on him. That'd be awesome. Uh, that would be sick. <laughs> that'd be crazy if he was actually playing with LeBron. Like, yeah. that'd be amazing. But we'll see. You know, the Lord works in very, very mysterious ways. Amen. In very, very <laughs> mysterious ways. Last thing I want to talk about: CJ McCollum <laughs> and KD. Um, so for those of you guys who don't know, CJ McCollum has a podcast, which is very, very, very dope. It's called, uh, pull up podcast. It's on, um, iTunes podcast connect as well too. You guys should definitely check that out. Um, but essentially I didn't even know CJ McCollum and Katie were pretty good friends, um, off the court. And, uh, there's basically a part one and part two overall, like a little under two hours. They're literally talking about everything you can imagine, girls, life outside of the NBA, um, you know, basically like adjusting to travel when you get traded from a team, um, Twitter, you know, reacting to fans, um, and then they just go talking about basketball stuff too. So very, very funny. Highly, um, you know, recommend that. But before we get into their whole Twitter beef and whatnot, some things I wanted to showcase. So there was a point in the segment they had in their podcast, in CJ McCollum's podcast, and Katie was basically telling him he should come off the bench. Like, he was like, have you ever considered coming off of the bench? Um, and CJ McCollum was like, dude, what do you mean? Like, I averaged like 20-plus points a game. Like, I'm un- I'm- I got this max deal. Like, what are you talking about? And KD was just like, dude, you get the same amount of touches, if not even more touches off the bench, and you can be on a better team. Um, and, and then he was like, what team would you want to see me on? Maybe it was like off the bench on that 2016 uh, Cavs team or something like that. Mm-hmm. Do you think CJ should come off the bench? Not at all. Hell no. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and especially, like you said, with the max deal, like, dude, you getting the max deal, you 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 starting, bro. You playing. Like, come on now. You're not coming off the bench. And CJ is he's a phenomenal shooter. Like, he's a phenomenal scorer. Mm-hmm. He does not even belong on the bench, honestly. Uh I think that in a couple of years he he might be up there with like he's only twenty six. Yeah, and he he might be up there top five. I mean, shooting guards aren't really too deep nowadays. I don't think, right? Nah, nah, not really. So yeah, he definitely I could see him in that top five soon, sooner rather than later. You think? Oh, you think he's gonna be a top five shooting guard? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We could see. I mean, man gets a bucket. Yeah. Who who are your top? Who's your top five right now? Um, no order whatsoever. This is like top of my head. Uh, <laughs> Demar, um, Clay Thompson, Clay James Thompson, Harden, James Harden, Victor Oladipo, Victor, and Brad, Brad Bill, yeah. And I think CJ Brad Bill probably is a little interchangeable for real, for real. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I might be missing someone else. Um, I mean, Harden. Oh, Jimmy Butler, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Butler. So, yeah, Harden, Jimmy Butler, Clay Thompson, DeMar DeRozan, Oladipo. Uh, Bradley Beal, he could be in top five. You know, you can easily replace him with – I actually don't know. <laughs> I don't think he <sighs> – You don't think he's in top five? Nah, he's not. In I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a thing where he'll go five, six, five, six. But that's tough, man. Man. I don't think he's better than Jimmy. I won't go too deep into the take, but because I won't even get off topic. But <laughs> <laughs> Oladipo, man, him and Brad Bill, man, they're a little 
They neck and neck, bro. I don't know. They, they neck and neck. Oladipo, Oladipo carried the squad and took the Cavs to seven games, bro. And he's just getting better. Okay. He carried a squad. He yes, you're right. Squad. He played great in the playoffs. He had a phenomenal playoff performance. Uh-huh. Brad Bill has had a phenomenal playoff performance as that's, well before. That's very true. So, I mean, they're and, both and, really and he held it down while John Wall missed half of the season. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, they're, they're, really, they're really close, man. I really think so. <laughs> Just that Oladipo has the better situation to showcase his talents. Mm-hmm. Whereas, if he was playing besides a John Wall... I don't know if those numbers will be there. Just saying. We'll see, man. Who knows, you know? <laughs> you know, he, he you know, got drafted first round by Orlando, got traded to um, OKC, you know, saw what it felt, saw what it saw what it looked like and got a glimpse of, you know, working on your game consistently with Westbrook. Um, obviously, you know, that was his first year there, so he didn't get adjusted to it. Um but he learned that, and then he played LeBron a couple amount of times, and he was just motivated. So I'm gonna hold him to it, and I think this year he's gonna he's gonna keep moving forward. Uh, Indiana's gonna be tough, man. Indiana's yeah. gonna be real. You tough. think so? Yeah. Indiana as a, as a squad is gonna be tough. That's what you're saying. In the East, yeah. Um, I think they'll be a top five seed. Okay. I have them having. I have them. It depends on how Dwight plays with the Wizards. Right now, I have them over like. Higher up again. Uh, see, like, I don't buy that, and I see that all the time. It makes me sick to my but stomach. But then again, John Wall did miss half of the season, so last year's rankings and all that—that's a little deflated. Yeah, but but I'm seeing a lot, a lot of standings, a lot of predictions. I'm seeing a lot of Bucks. I'm seeing a lot of Seventy um, Sixers, Pacers over the Wizards. I am just like, oh my gosh. I know I'm a fan, but yo. I'm I'm not taking the Bucks over the Wizards. I'm not. I'm not, bro. The Bucks are I'm just not. one of those teams is like they have so much talent and they have like a top tier player who's could be argued to be the best player in the East. Um yeah. but they just never make that push. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what's wrong, if it's the coaching or just the pieces around the Greek freak. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, yo. Because they got talent. They uh, definitely got talent. Yeah. That's no doubt. Because Middleton was playing great. Middleton's nice. Yeah, the man gets a bucket. Like, he you was know, actually consistently, him him and Giannis was really carrying them. Yeah. Because Eric Bledsoe was kind of inconsistent. Uh, once, Bledsoe, <laughs> once Bledsoe got showed out by <laughs> Rozier, oh, yeah. I was like, you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rozier kind of. He had the nerve to say he don't know who the F that is and in the, the series. Buckets on <laughs> and Rozier dropped buckets. It's on him. Yeah, man. So we'll see, man. Minnesota. I mean, not Minnesota. Milwaukee, work in progress. Um, we'll definitely see. Don't want to go too much off topic coming back to there. Another thing that stood out to me, uh, CJ McCullough made it very clear that he's trying to recruit KD <laughs> to the Blazers. And um, they just kept arguing. And then one thing that stood out to me was there's a part where CJ is basically like saying, I'm not going to lie, like, you guys added DeMarcus Cousins. Like he said, at first, I, was, I don't know what I'm more mad about. DeMarcus Cousins getting added or you going to a team, you know, that you were up against. And then they just had a heated debate. Like, and Katie was just like, yo, like, what are you talking about? Like, isn't the whole goal is to play with, like, a talented team? And CJ's like, dude, I understand that. But if you're a top-tier player, like a LeBron James, like a Kawhi Leonard, like a, you know, like yourself, you should be able to go on a team that not necessarily has top tier other players, but well rounded players and get them over the hump. That was the biggest thing from there. And then KD was, and then uh, CJ McCollum was also saying, like, dude, like, you obviously you were the main player, the main catalyst for Golden State winning, but you're not really leading the team. And then Katie's like, what do you mean by leading a team? Like, dude, we know it. You know yeah, what like, we you know mean. what he means. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, bro. Um, how do you feel about that? I guess I think that um, KD he's learned to master how to like deflect some of these certain titles on him. Like I found it very interesting that he responded, you know, the little Twitter beef when mm-hmm. he got on Twitter and called him and said snakes in the grass. Oh or yeah, yeah, we can we can talk about that now. Mm-hmm. So um, this dude named Big Cat, he after he listened to the podcast, he says, "Hey, CJ McCollum." Permission to start using the B word again for KD. And then CJ had the nerve to say, I still think the B word is harsh and shouldn't be used. 
He know that he know that the decision was soft, but I respect it. It's like getting jumped with your brothers by a gang. You should have beat them joining. Oh, hold on, Sam. Let me see. See, it's like getting jumped with your brothers by a gang. You should have beat them. Jo- then joining the gang that you jumped, and you and your brothers uh, two months later, and then he kind of sucked at typing this. Yeah, so yeah, let yeah. me paraphrase this. <laughs> Basically, it's like going to a gang, having that gang beat, leaving your boys behind, and coming back with the, with the gang that beat you, going back to your boys and beating their ass again. And then Katie responds. Same. So I would get into a gang fight, lose, plot on, <laughs> on my brother for two months in our home, and then go get the gang we lost to and beat him up. You think that low of me, CJ? I did your effing podcast, Snakes in the Grass, boy, I tell you. <laughs> that was crazy. Um, what are your thoughts about this whole beef? Man, that's just like, man, I can't wait to see them play. I really can't wait to see this Blazers and Golden State game just for that. Yeah. Uh, I think it's very, very, very interesting. He went very hard at him. Yeah. As far as I'm talking about KD's response, just, just like, man, like he really felt offended. That's when I'm like, okay, maybe these guys aren't cool no more. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> they definitely, I don't think they're on the best terms. Um, for for KD even to react to that, he, that must have been really bothering him. But I do think that that, um, that, Analysis that like comparison did kind of it was a little extreme just to yeah, say like, the, the fact gang, gang yeah, 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 yeah like gang yeah. and fighting fighting your brother like I mean obviously Katie I don't think he would do that yeah. you know it's just a game <laughs> basketball is just a game but yeah maybe the comparison was a little too extreme to where he got offended I mean clearly yeah and and it's like my thing is with CJ. You had KD for hours. Why not talk about that in the podcast? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Why wait until hours after recording, you know, you bring that up on Twitter of all, you know, forms of social media? Yeah. I don't think that he should have um, did that on CJ's part. That was kind of messed up. He should have brought it up during the podcast when they had a long conversation. They had yeah. open dialogue, talk about everything, any and everything. Mm-hmm. He had a chance to do it, and, I mean, he chose to... Elaborate more on Twitter, and hey, now we have a beef. That's just the way 2018 goes, man. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised if they made that schedule now for opening night Blazers versus Warriors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of NBA beef. I like I like the NBA now. It's a little yeah. dramatized, dude. Man. It's the it's the it's this it's a soap opera for men, for men and women. Um, we live in an era now where players control the narrative in the NBA, which is dope. Mm-hmm. You don't really get that with soccer. You don't really get that with baseball. You don't really get that with football, because um, players have a huge voice in. In the United States and worldwide, actually. So mm-hmm. the beef is good. The storylines are good. I love it. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, I'm excited for the season, man. Me too. Me too. Um, so before we end things, uh, your hot take on the Wizards. I know you are a Wizards <laughs> fan. <laughs> What's your hot take, man? All right, man. So check this out. <laughs> Honestly, Wizards with Dwight Howard, they, they're going to be contenders. They're going to be contenders for the East. I'm telling you. Maybe, okay, Boston's a better team, clearly, on paper. Boston's a better team, Toronto. Bro, Philly might – I'm good. I don't think Philly's better than them. Because with Dwight Howard, that's a solid defensive anchor. I mean, let's not forget, Dwight averaged 16 and, like, 12 last year. Which was not bad. And shot over, like, 50% from the field. Yeah. And improved his free throw. Which is not bad. And now he's playing with – the best point guard, arguably, he's ever played with in his life. And I think it's a two-way thing. He's playing with the best point guard, and yep. John Wallace is going to be the best big he's ever played with. Correct. Yep. And I just think that the pick and roll is going to be something to see. Y'all going to have to stop that. And it's not like with Dwight, you know, obviously a lot of times with Gortat, you had to take him out the lineup in crunch time. You can actually keep Dwight in the game because he can switch. Yeah. Yeah, he actually has that, like, capability on defense to switch off of, like, screens and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think it'll definitely be good. I just don't think that there's a lot of talk because the Wizards have had so many expectations over the years, and they have failed numerous (laughs) times to, like, not reach that expectation. Because even last year, they were supposed to be, like, the top contenders in the East. Injuries, man. Yeah, injuries messed up, too. And then, obviously, the -the off-the-court drama did not help with the Gortide and... You know, John Wall dilemma, whatever. Why They're, did they have beef for? I didn't get because like I, Wall didn't basically give him all that money. The thing that bothers me is Wall bought them Rolexes, all of them. All they he bought the whole team Rolexes, like and then the season started. Yeah, yeah, it was like Christmas. Oh, okay. And then when he got injured, 
And then they started winning. Gortat wanted to start tweeting and saying all this subtle stuff, man. I, man, that's why he got the boot, man. That's Where's, exactly why he got the boot. Now? He's at the L.A. Clippers. Uh, yeah, he's done. <laughs> oh, yeah, and we got Austin Rivers off the bench. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and hopefully Ubre gets better and better each year. Yeah. Otto Porter really didn't. He played like trash. Yeah. That, like, come on, bro. He, uh, it just hurts, man, just that fact that we had to give him that max. So that's what I hate about being a restricted free agent. Like you have to match that. Yeah. Or let him go. And it's like you guys already took away all your draft players, your drafts, um, draft picks. So mm-hmm. you gotta keep them. <laughs> yeah, it kind of hurts, man. Like, and I feel like he's that type of player who he knows he's good, but he's just fit into that role of what the Wizards want him to be. And I feel like he really doesn't want to take it to a next level because he has all the all the skill sets and that. He has everything yeah. to be good. He's you good. Yeah, but. I don't know, man. But Austin Rivers is going to be huge off the bench. Oh, like, yeah. He's probably going to get you guys at least 15, 16 a game off the bench. I hope so. And if John Wall is hurt a couple games, you know, here and there, you mm-hmm. got a you know, guy who was a starter, you know, sometime, sometime um, last year with the Clippers. Yeah. So we're going to see. Do you think Dwight's going to be a cancer in the locker room? That's the biggest notch knock I hear from him. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm not there, but people have painted a picture that he's – some guy who is all about himself and not about the team at times. How do you feel about that? Yeah, um, honestly, I hope that his human nature eventually kicks in with all these narratives that have been drawn up preseason, you know, just with his his locker room problems and stuff like that. I just hope that he sees all this, because I know he does. And he gets asked this question all the time about, like, how are you going to get along with them and all that other stuff. But from what I hear, him and John Wall are on some good terms, and I mean, they even texted – he te- John Wall texted him to ask if he wanted to play with him. So, I don't think the locker room is going to be a huge problem, honestly. I I hope, you know, this is just what everybody says before Dwight comes to the team. <laughs> but – because we've seen a bunch of failed Dwight experiences, you know, with the Lakers, the Hawks, <laughs> you know, like the Hornets. He must be good, especially on the Lakers. He was supposed to be the man. But – yeah, I think this is going to be a really good position for him because he doesn't have to get the ball. We already know. We got some scores for you, Dwight. You don't even got to do that much. We just asking you to get rebounds, block some shots, and take us to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's all we want. I mean, <laughs> since LeBron rocked, like, he's up for grabs, but yeah. it's, really, it's really tough, man. It's, it's really tough. Uh, one thing I want to do, <laughs> one thing I want to like just let you guys listen to if you have it, is Dwight just talking about his experience. Great GM in a really good city, you know, so um, it all worked out perfect. Um, like he said, you know, I never played with, you know, two all stars in their prime. And, you know, then, you know, the rest of the guys, uh, Keith, um, Otto, Kelly, um, Man, you know, I really think we have a, a really good opportunity uh, to win and win big here in the East. And all of us are hungry, you know. Uh, so uh, it couldn't have happened at a better time. I know I have a lot of friends out here in D.C., and they've been asking me about D.C. for the longest. And uh, to finally be here, it, it feels like home. So I'm looking forward to it. Dwight, what is it about this situation geeks. that makes you <laughs> proclaim such a, a bold statement right now? Uh, well, uh, actually, I was joking with uh, my trainer uh, earlier today, and I thought it'd be fitting. Uh, but we were just talking about how, you know, I started with the magic. So I learned magic for eight years. Uh, traveled to La La Land. Uh, learned how to work with rockets. Uh, <laughs> and I went and learned how to fly with some hawks. Got stung by the hornets. <laughs> Just a joke. <laughs> but <laughs> through all of that, you know, it's taught me how to be a wizard, you know. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's just something I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, Dwight's a clown, man. That's one thing I do love about him is his goofiness. But um, if he's, I think he's one of those players that has accepted who he is as an individual. And I think um, he is hungry to have that place where he can call home for the duration of his time, you know, in the NBA. So uh, hopefully he can do some good things for you guys. And I definitely, like I said, it's going to be an upgrade. Um, hugely offensively and defensively um, for the Wizards because 
Gortat was getting pretty, pretty old. And, mm-hmm. you know, Dwight, Dwight's still athletic, man. Yeah. People sleep on him. Oh, yeah. People sleep on yeah. him. Yeah, he still, he still be moving people. He's still a problem in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see, man. But, uh, yeah, thanks for, you know, coming on this episode. Any any last words you want to say or anything? Um, any, any, you know, anything? Yeah, well, I'm just happy to be here, man. Thank, thanks for allowing me to be on the show. Definitely going to be looking out for some more episodes from you, man. I appreciate you and everything you've been doing with this show. I really like listening to your takes. You have some very good takes on everything. And I hope to be up here again. It's a really good experience. You know? For sure, for sure. I'd yeah, definitely man. love to have you up Is here. There? So that's going to be great. So you guys heard it here first. This show's great. Listen, subscribe, word of mouth, share, do whatever you got to do. This show is good, man. I'm telling you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for listening to episode 36 of the Caesar Show. Like I said, follow me on all forms of social media at Sir Caesars. That's S-I-R-S-E-E-Z-U-S. I'm available on iTunes, Podcast Connect, and SoundCloud. Subscribe, rate, comment, do what you got to do, and get it popping. Yeah.